My name is Sean Mallory. Welcome to my podcast, Where Did I Get Like This? A show where I talk to my guests about the places they grew up and how that affects their adult lives. Today is episode five, and this is my interview with Nick Rizzi. He's a Denver realtor, a custom woodworker, and a fellow podcaster. Nick says he's gotten to experience 14 different homes in his life. Hope you enjoy. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. We are basically, we have just met. So if I could get you to introduce yourself to us and tell us about where you're at in your life these days. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, uh, man, the question of the 20 to 21 year. So yes. I'm Nick Rizzi. I am a recovering sales professional. So I had done sales and sales automation and systems for startups basically mm. from 2014 for in the hospitality space until about 2020. I wanted to do less of sales and more of marketing. And mm-hmm. I was having a really hard time making that switch. So the thing with sales is once you're good with sales, it's really hard to get out of it. <laughs> I was in, you know, top three worldwide in in some cases, which was great in a lot of ways. But Mm -hmm. I kind of went through a a bit of a quarter life, midlife crisis and just wanted something new. So I ended up leaving Mm -hmm. at the beginning of 2020 and took a new job. Then the pandemic hit and Mm -hmm. that the job was not as established as it needed to be Mm -hmm. to survive through the pandemic. So I I was no longer employed come August of 2020. And my wife had actually been let go in April of 2020. And so we were both unemployed and like, what are we going to do? And I kind of panicked and applied to a a couple of different places. And Mm -hmm. I had a a couple of great interviews, but a lot of people just, the wrecks started getting pulled. Like we thought Mm -hmm. COVID would be over by now. So they're not letting us hire. So I, I made it to final round and then, you know, a no would have been great, but the, Mm. there was just no more job anymore. Like, even if it was a no, I could have had Uh, that Sure, job was gone. Yeah. (laughs) So I ended up deciding like, okay, if I can't figure out like what the next job is, what else Mm. do I want to do? And I had been running a wood shop just for fun for about Mm -hmm. two years. I had just been doing woodwork. Yeah. And initially when I got into my first job, I had gone around real estate. It was for vacation rentals. And I I Mm -hmm. got into it because I knew some real estate investors who were running vacation rentals. So I kind of went back to them and We said, hey, real estate is something that I'm subliminably passionate about. Like, I don't think I really Mm -hmm. realized it when I went. So I started taking my license and that's, I'm actually almost at the, uh, finished with those classes and I launched my wood shop, Would You Kindly? And now I'm the woodworking realtor. (laughs) Wow, that's fun. That's, that's the goal, th- Sean. There's a, a law firm that has the commercials like, I'm the guitar playing lawyer or something like that. Maybe you should, you know, do something similar. That's hilarious. I got to check yeah. that out. Yeah. 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 And I'm they play <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I should say that we are strangers in the sense that we've never really talked, but we cross paths in a fellowship that we both were involved with last, what was it, this time last year? Through, yeah, I want to say uh, it was October. Yeah, maybe yeah, a little sounds, earlier, yeah. September. Yeah, through DU, which was designed as a career fellowship thing, where we were tasked with figuring out what was next, and we were assigned different groups, and we were not in the same group, but we happened to be in the same Slack conversation, and that's where I reached out and just saw people were interested in doing this. So we were both going through the exact same scenario. It sounds like. 
I'm a theatrical lighting designer. Nice. I have not worked in that field in over a year. I was I was getting burned out before all this, and 2020 weirdly gave me a clean break from that industry. And writing has always been a thing for me. And I knew enough about audio to be dangerous, as they used to say in my field. So this was a kind of a natural shift. You too are a fellow podcaster. Did you do that before uh, the pandemic? No, this was born out of my, my podcasting was kind of born out of a need for a creative outlet. So mm -hmm. I never considered myself a creative individual until mm -hmm. 2020. Sales and isn't creative for you? No, I'm good with numbers and I'm good mm -hmm. with like process and organization. So I, I brought in a, a very emotional component and that's how I marketed myself. I was the emotional component really? to an industry and a space that had no emotion in it. And that's why I, I felt like that was my brand. That's why I felt like I did good. But I never thought that I was creative, even though looking back, there was a sure. lot of creative things that I did. Yeah, that so, way of marketing seemed pretty creative to me. Though. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I was venting that frustration to a friend who had done a lot of podcasting. Mm -hmm. And we had been talking about the new Doctor Who, the upcoming season release for the season 13 of Doctor Who. And we were mm -hmm. talking about it. And he's like, wait, 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 we got to stop chatting about this. We're not recording. And that's oh. how I do it. Okay, sure. Okay. You know, how many conversations start that way with friends these days? You're like, oh, no, you know, let's get on a mic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying not to be that guy who's wrangling everyone I know and my family, but it happens, you know. So much fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, I've, I've really enjoyed it. and It's been a way to connect with people. What is your podcast about? Let's promote it. Yeah. So it's called the Multiversal Remote. There's actually a couple of off brands to it, but the Multiversal <laughs> Remote is the one that I participate in. And we, we talk about fun upcoming pop culture media. So we've done Doctor okay. Who, Wonder Woman. We're going to do Godzilla, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh, so sure. anything fun, normal, geeky and nerdy on yeah. television is what we cover. Uh, fun. Do you guys <laughs> do you guys do it in like a single episode or you do kind of like a multi-part thing? 90% of them are single episodes. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lot to unpack. So sure. like the last Doctor Who, we, we covered the Doctor Who season 12 and the Doctor mm -hmm. Who season 13 opener in two different parts. But for the oh, most okay. part, it's sure. bite-sized episodes. Yeah. You do that with your wife? Yes, yeah. She's a, a nerd like me and <laughs> did her first episode and it's it's three guys. Uh -huh. And we kind of finished that and we yeah. all have very different personalities, but we're mm -hmm. like, this is not, you know, we're too similar that mm -hmm. we need somebody that's a little, because we, we have been friends through our fraternity for a very long time. And we're like, we oh, need nice. someone that's out there, but who do we mm -hmm. know that's like nerdy enough to participate in this? And I was talking to her about it. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, she got really excited. She's like, oh, did you mention X, Y, and Z? And I was like, uh -huh. no, yeah. that's an opinion I never would have thought about. Would you like to come on? So yeah. now it's the four of us. Yeah. Sounds like a good balance then, huh? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I, I appreciate her and, and it a lot. Well, cool. Well, getting some of that uh, basic nerdiness out of the way, the reason why I'm I'm interested in this, I'm because I'm in that similar quarter life crisis, if you will. I'm looking at this life that I lived. You know, I grew up as an Air Force brat, so I'm really curious about how other people grew up or were, you know, sort of planted in place most of their life. We moved about six times before I graduated high school. And then I thought it was nine, but I recently talked to my sister. I've actually moved 10 times since graduating from high school. Oh, man. And it's weird. I've done about eight of these interviews. I haven't talked to another military brat, which has been very interesting because there's so many variations on this sort of upbringing. And you said that you had some moving experience for me, I am interested to hear uh, where you fall in that. Absolutely. And you're going to have to give me your list of 10. 
before this is done. But <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so my my dad is a radiologist. Okay. Just a fancy fancy doctor for reading mm-hmm. X-rays. Okay. And. I think we had a, a little bit of a hard time sort of finding where to hang our hat when I was younger. So okay. I was born just as he was finishing med school. He was doing, mm-hmm. or he finished med school. He was doing his fellowship mm-hmm. when I was born, and it took a bit to to get traction because there was there was always like a lot of good opportunities. So I was born in Salt Lake, and I remember in Salt Lake. I think we had three houses that I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't quite remember our first one. I was too young, and then. The first two were rentals, and then they, they my parents had bought their home. Mm-hmm. And we went from Salt Lake to New Mexico. And I was basically in Salt Lake until, I think, up through fifth grade. Okay. And then, actually, no, New Mexico was third grade up to mm-hmm. eighth grade. Okay. And then we went to Iowa, and we moved twice in Iowa. Okay. And then I moved to Denver. Uh-huh. And I, gosh, I think four or five times just in Denver, you know, uh-huh. Being a student and everything. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. And now uh, I'm in Parker. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you do you know what your tally was as a kid? Are we counting cities? Or are we counting houses? I've always thought about it as places you called home. Places I called home. Okay. Hang on. Uh-huh. Okay. So I think counting kid. If we're mm-hmm. saying kid, I think it's seven. Seven total. Seven okay. total places I called home. Okay. If we're up through college, it ended up being, I think, about 13 or 14 to get to here, to where okay. I am. And I'm 28, so I'm still counting this as okay. a kid. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, 29. fair. I've talked to somebody you're exactly your age who's moved 24 times, almost twice a year. So wow. do you have early memories of that nomadic life? Yeah, it, it was kind of weird because I remember very little from my childhood in mm. Salt Lake. Okay. And I, I don't know why. I mean, I think we moved when I was like six or seven. So I should mm-hmm. remember a lot. Maybe it's mm. just because I have a goldfish memory. But yeah. Yeah, sure. I, there's not a lot that I remember from Salt Lake. But I do remember each house. Okay. And I, not a lot of it. But mm-hmm. I like, remember a specific thing. And like in our first house, I remember this like scary ass clown that, you know, you could like hit. And it would come back up, the like oh, sure. weighted things. Like a punching bag, and yeah. I, yeah, I specifically uh. remember that right outside the garage where I could play and like that's where my dad would come home. But okay. I only remember that. I can't tell you the rest of the house. I don't remember what my room looked like. Hmm. I just remember that that hallway and the garage. Uh. And in another house, I, I can't remember the interior, but I remember the backyard because mm-hmm. we had raspberries and I had a neighbor that was very sweet, which would totally not fly in 2021, but he would mm. give me candy <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> with our yeah. fence. <laughs> uh-huh. But like, yeah. and my mom was there and he's, we know him, mm. but I, I remember the, the fence and I remember the raspberry bushes and I mm. remember the neighbor super well, Jack. Okay. All right. And then in the next house, I can remember like where we had our Christmas tree set up. Mm-hmm. And I also remember that backyard and we had a neighbor who would go gopher hunting. We had like mm-hmm. a really invasive gopher problem and he uh, would, would blow them up basically. Well, like cat, straight up Caddyshack style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have pretty distinct memories of pieces of everything. But okay. I, I have like before we were talking, I, mm-hmm. I really had to think about that before I was invited mm-hmm. on, on here. Yeah. I really yeah. had to think about that because it's mm-hmm. not, I kind of have like a blended memory overall, but then when yeah. I really thought about it, I could pick out pieces of each mm-hmm. place. Do you mind me asking, are, are you guys Mormon? We are not, which was okay. part of the reason we left. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, do you recall much of that experience at all? I remember, the, I, I want to be careful what I'm saying. Yeah. but No, like, it's fair. 
Yeah, we lived uh, somewhere between like 20th and 30th Street, mm. which mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with Salt Lake, like the, the entire city is laid out in relation to the church. Oh, so okay. if we were on like 26th Street, that means mm-hmm. we're 25 streets away from the church. Oh, okay. And so I remember we were somewhere like pretty close because mm-hmm. I, I, it was 20 something. Um, mm-hmm. But I do remember we were, I was close enough to know that we were pretty close. Yeah. And I've got like a couple of memories. Like I've, I've got a few memories of people very cheerfully showing up at our house and being like, uh-huh. hey, like you want to be a Mormon or are you still yeah. going to hell? Here's a lasagna. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> so like I distinctly remember that. And mm-hmm. I went to, I think it was a public school, but I, I did go mm-hmm. to a Mormon school. Okay. And we had problems. I, I remember getting harassed and I remember my getting my parents getting harassed like through me Hmm. so i ended up switching i went to a jewish school during some formative years a jewish private school which was super confusing because i was catholic oh wow (laughs) wow. yeah so like i didn't really understand why why all my friends got eight days of presence and they didn't know who santa was but i did (laughs) wow interesting so yeah i do remember that pretty well and i I think ultimately like that's why we left Mm. salt lake just because they they were not ready for people who were not mormon i've got some friends that live there now and and he's been there for six years that i went to school with he's been there for about six years and i remember chatting with him and the first few years were really rough but now it's it's getting a lot better it sounds like it's a much different place now yeah i think it's i think since the olympics and stuff it's been more of a destination and yeah, um, I think you're right. It's great yeah. for skiing, too. No, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, were you part of that culture? Did you guys ski? I learned there. I, I never took the bait, I guess, to <laughs> be a big skier. Yeah. I learned in Salt Lake. So when I came to Colorado, I could ski. Mm. And we went to mm. New Mexico next. So, like, you had to okay. go to Durango was the closest place to oh, ski. Sure. Okay. Um, so I knew how to do it, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I, I never got so into it where like even in college, I think once I bought mm-hmm. the pass sure, and I used it to make it pay for itself. And that was it. Okay. And I really love the mountains. So I, I would go up and I'd hang out. I like mm-hmm. the mountain. I'd like the hot tub. I was, a, yeah. I'm a great cook. So I oh. cook for everyone and they'd come sure. back from skiing and we'd all pick out. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Where in New Mexico did you guys land? We were in Farmington, which I think about three hours from Albuquerque, south. Okay. That was an interesting one. That was because of work. And I mean, mm-hmm. you, you talk about how, as I'm sure you've seen, like how work affects your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was super interesting for me because I we moved when I was, I think, six or seven. I just mm-hmm. third grade, I distinctly remember. Maybe we okay. were there when I was second grade, mm-hmm. but up through eighth grade. And I like distinctly remember how stressed out my dad was because mm. he... I didn't learn until later, but the Farmington manages several towns. There's a couple of reservations nearby. Mm-hmm. There's several much smaller towns. And Farmington is basically the biggest city outside of Albuquerque in that area. Uh, so they had the biggest hospital. And the mm-hmm. hospital was incredibly poorly run. And they basically said, like, you know, if we've got doctors, we've got mm-hmm. people working. So my dad would work 16, 18 days in a row, and he'd wow. get maybe a Saturday and Sunday off. Maybe mm-hmm. he only had to work a half day for a Friday, Saturday, and then he'd work yeah. another 16 days, you know, and, and we'd get random weekdays off, and I'd be in school, and he'd just be tired and sleeping, and mm-hmm. it was insane. He's working like 16 hours, 14 hours. It's like a normal shift. Wow. And it was absolutely insane. And, and so I, as I got older, I, I very much remember, you know, the trade off was a lot of money like mm-hmm. the hospital wouldn't hire other doctors they wouldn't they wouldn't bring in backup for my dad because mm-hmm. it was cheaper to pay him a little more than bring in a, another doctor so they just worked him to the bone and wow. and it gave me a very interesting relationship with money i think where i was mm-hmm. just like well that doesn't sound worth it mm-hmm. but 
obviously money's a good thing in a sure. lot of ways. Yeah, so. sure. yeah. That was rough, but I'm still convinced that hospital would have killed them. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they still hemorrhage doctors as well. They never fix that problem. They just hire someone until uh, they're about to die. And then that oh, person no. quits and they hire a single person. But that's that's ultimately why we went to Iowa. So pretty formative years, though, in New Mexico. Any memories stand out from there? Yeah. Oh, man. So many. Like those that was a ton of formative years. But we, you know, we had a lot of dirt in the back. So my brother and I would go exploring and we had, we found skulls. Mm. I think most of them were animals, but it was the desert, you know? Like, sure. Yeah. We, we would just go, we'd go exploring. I made a couple of really good friends down there. I learned a lot about, you know, just how meeting people and, and talking to people. And I didn't know this actually until I started woodworking recently, but mm. the neighbor who used to babysit us, she actually turned pens, which I now do. I, I It's called oh. turning when you okay, make it yeah. with the pens. I didn't remember that, but mm. thinking about where we hung out in the garage a lot, because that's where he had his Xbox and played mm. Halo. And so that must have left an impression. But yeah, we, we had a, a lot of fun. I remember a lot of good things with... New Mexico, probably my favorite, again, with my dad and him getting like random days off mm. is we go to Albuquerque for vacation because he'd mm -hmm. only get like two or three days. Sure. So we go to Albuquerque, we get a hotel room and we basically spent three days watching the hotel pay-per-view, the movies, Toys uh, R Us, Macaroni Grill and Krispy oh. Kreme Donuts because those were all, that was the closest place to get those. <laughs> so it was just the uh, get a time with your dad when you can in these like compact trips. Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. That's and fun. it was great. And we had, we yeah. had a ton of fun with that. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. And that's taking you up through junior high. I mean, when you guys finally did decide to move, was that uh, a hard one to leave? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was kind of tough. I think my parents had said that if we were, if they were moving, it had mm. to be before high school. Because once okay. I started high school, they did not want to leave. So the, the mm -hmm. question was, do we leave in, it would have been six years because my brother's two years younger. Okay. So can we do six more years of this mm. or leave now before they start? Um, and I think it was a really hard choice yeah. because... I wasn't happy. I was leaving all my friends behind. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't happy. And my brother was leaving his friends. And mm -hmm. he's, I mean, I was 13 and he was 11. We didn't know anyone in Iowa. My perception of Iowa was like it was a kind of podunk farmer town. Sure. Uh, which we moved to Des Moines, which was not okay. the case. Like Des Moines right. is like six yeah. times the size of Farmington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Still small. But yeah. Yeah, but like Farmington's the small place. So like my perceptions were off and mm -hmm. and it was different and it was cold. Like mm -hmm. I remember my very first school day in Iowa and you got to understand in New Mexico, like if it snows, it doesn't have to stick. If there's mm -hmm. snow in the air, school is canceled and the really? whole town shuts down. And my first day in Iowa, I, I woke up and there was like a foot and a half of snow. I had never seen so much snow. Oh, yeah. And I ended up falling back asleep because I was like, there's no way school's canceled. I didn't even mm -hmm. check. And then I remember the bus like honking with like a little plow on the front. Oh. <laughs> Time to go to school. So I was late for my first day. <laughs> but it was it was hard. I mean, it was yeah. really hard. And I think I didn't make it easier on my parents at all. Like it was a big move. And, mm -hmm. and it was we had moved a lot. It was the largest gap. We had moved a lot in Utah. Yeah. And then we were still for six years and then we moved twice again in Iowa but it was like a long time that we were stuck and and I really remember uh, it was one of the things that I still 
feel the worst about. But I, I remember getting really upset at my dad mm. and I had never seen him cry. And he started crying and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I still don't know if this was the right choice, but yeah. I wouldn't have made it down there. Yeah. I couldn't right. do it anymore. And, you, and you could understand that at that point, right? I mean, yeah. And I was 13, 13, mm-hmm. actually about to be 14. So I would have just turned 14. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't get what was happening, but I mm-hmm. got why he did it. And I, yeah. I think that really... I mean, that was probably a life-altering memory <laughs> because oh, wow. yeah, it's like, oh, you know, I, I didn't know. Like, I thought we yeah. were moving because dad said yeah. so. And then, like, yeah, I see sure. what's what's actually happening, what's going mm. on under the hood, so to speak. Mm. And I that shaped a lot of interactions for the rest of my life because, like, <laughs> you know, what's actually going on? Wow. That's a really great way to have that perspective sort of shown to you. <sighs> yeah. I mean, unfortunate because I yeah. feel like yeah. I made my dad cry. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> We've all got those moments, right? Yeah. So did you guys just stay within Des Moines in Iowa then? Yeah. And from there, we we stayed within. We were in a small neighborhood and mm-hmm. I should say compact. It was it was mm-hmm. a big neighborhood, but all the houses were really close together. And my parents were like, oh, I don't like having neighbors. So then we moved again, only a few miles away, like enough to get out of the neighborhood onto more farm-esque style. And it necessitated a car, which was also interesting. Iowa driving laws are, you could basically drive at like 13 is yeah, when you sure. could get your initial license. Yeah. And then you get your full license at 17. I got a jump start on it then. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So you were able to stay in the same school and everything. You didn't have to. Yeah, I didn't have to, but we were able to. And that was nice, too. The the school that my parents had picked was small. Mm -hmm. I think my graduating class was like 320 Mm -hmm. people. And the other school that I was eligible for was called Valley. And they had a graduating class of a thousand. It was kind of interesting because my parents were like, I think a smaller class would do them better. Mm -hmm. And that's also the reason I chose DU had class sizes of 30 versus the auditorium of, you know, 200 or so. And I don't do well. I didn't, I never did well in large classes. Mm. It was the smaller groups, the application Mm. that I always did better at. Mm. So you went into a bigger school? No, we stayed at the smaller school. Oh, you stayed at the smaller. Oh, I see. I got you. Okay. And then how long were you guys there? Two options. Okay. Uh, I was, so I was 14. And then Mm. when we moved again, I was 16. uh, But we stayed in that school. It was just farther away. House, house. Got you. And then when did you guys leave Iowa? I didn't leave Iowa again until 18 when I went to Denver for school. Okay. Was that a nice uh, stay for you guys to be able to finish high school as your parents had hoped? Yeah, I I think. And that's that's one thing that I'll I'll carry with, too. Like, I Mm -hmm. I think it's to me, obviously, Mm -hmm. if you've moved twice as much, I wonder, I'm curious on your experience, too. But (laughs) To me, you know, you can move around a lot. Like it, mm-hmm. kids are super malleable. And I was able, sure. I, was, I never okay. had a hard time making friends. I mean, mm-hmm. still, which I love. Mm. But once you hit high school, like that's, those are, there's mm-hmm. so much more going on. And if you yeah. have to throw making friends on top of that, that's mm-hmm. hard. So I would say, yeah, that's something that I'm going to do with my kids. If, mm. if that's ever in the picture, you know, where once high school hits, like we, mm. we want to do the same place unless they want to leave mm. high school. But okay. I don't want to give them take away that opportunity for them or that choice hmm. well i mean you kind of read my mind that's where i would have angled some questions but the friend thing i found in my experience and talking to other people i think it's a mixed bag right some people really lean into that opportunity to meet new people and really just you know it became a tool set that was helpful to them know other people that it was incredibly hard for and they sort of were just in a shell all of their lives right as a result i think i landed somewhere in the middle i think i recall 
making friends pretty easy, but they never seem lasting to me. So I could talk to anyone, I could meet anyone, but once I moved away, it was kind of like, well, that's done. And I think that carried through my adult life, mm -hmm. but I always thought I could meet new people. So it, you know, it just didn't phase me in the same way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, sure. but we moved, I mean, the shortest we were ever anywhere was 18 months. And then the longest was just shy of four years. So, I mean, that's three different elementary schools, two junior highs and two high schools for me. Right. Lasting friendships with, you know, history have never been my strong suit. Small talk and everything else is great, you know. So that's my deal, you know. Yeah, I, I could absolutely see that because I did three different elementary schools between, mm -hmm. yeah, between everything. I think I did three different elementary schools. And I'm I'm like thinking back on that. And I think you're absolutely right. Like the only person I even remember mm -hmm. is the last elementary school where we carried into like middle school. Yeah. And that's the only relationship I even remember. But I could definitely see that that it's tough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it armed me to be flexible and adaptable and, you know, willing to see new things and meet new people. But at the same time, it was just like, yeah, we're not going to be here. So it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it was a little bleak maybe for a kid, but I always had good friends where I lived, but was never close to family. Talked to all these people that cousins were their best friends and other people lived with their grandparents and all that. Never had any of those options. Right. So that was but I always felt like I, I wish we had had closer ties to family. I don't know what that looked like for you guys. I mean, I feel like you bring up a really great point too. Like just like the idea of family being where you live was not mm -hmm. something I really experienced until mm -hmm. my, I mean, all my family is now in Iowa, but that mm -hmm. didn't happen until I was 16. So it was only like mm -hmm. two year overlap where the family was nearby. Otherwise it was at least a state away. Mm -hmm. I mean, the yeah. closest we had was in utah but mm. my grandparents i mean it was a flight they were in um mm. st george which actually now i i don't know the actual distance i'm just thinking in kid distance it was just <laughs> not drivable though. yeah yeah like if we saw family it was because of a trip when well, we did see family yeah. a lot but it was a yeah. trip not like yeah, no, saturday same. morning let's drive to grandma's kind of thing oh sure well for us it was we're moving across the country let's try to hit as many people as we can on the way you know and people came to visit us and we were station in England and a lot of people came out there but still yeah it was pretty sparse you know for for most of my upbringing yeah, yeah. that's that's a really interesting point I'm actually like thinking now too and I've mm -hmm. had friends who like that was a big core piece where it's like oh you know sure. I can't hang out today I gotta go yeah. go to yeah. visit my parents and or my sure. grandparents nearby yeah. but like yeah. that was never even on the table just one sibling then or yes I've got okay. one little brother Okay. In all of those moves, did you guys sort of become more of a unit in terms of friends? No. <laughs> we joke about this a lot, actually. Yeah. So okay. I so hate that I did this now, but I was very much upset. Like, I wanted to be my own individual person. And I was so mm. upset when my brother would copy me. And I hated it. And then as, as he got older, we kind of split. And I, mm. I was like the nerdy Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> bigger guy play some play a bunch of video games and yeah. jack was a you know football star uh, sports guy and and so we totally split in high school we we mm -hmm. were very separate people we fought mm -hmm. a lot i yeah. probably say i i think i say as much to him on a phone call now as i said to him collectively in like five years when oh, we wow. were in high school <laughs> that, that uh, sounds relatable yeah my sister was two years behind me and she was a total 
jock and I was an art kid and doing theater and all that and definitely yeah split our ways in high school and but growing up we were kind of all we had in a lot of the places we moved to so we had the opposite experience where we were really close up until high school and then it was just like see you after college basically you know yeah yeah we're not too different i mean mm -hmm. i think we were not close and then mm -hmm. I graduated and yeah. started college and I don't think we even started talking again. Like, I mean, we were friendly. He's my brother, mm -hmm. his family, yeah. but sure. we really didn't talk until he started college. Okay. Now it's funny because we're, we're really close now and Call of yeah. Duty is like what he's in Oregon. Oh, yeah, sure. Call of Duty is what brought us together. Again. Yeah. So like, I, I hear that a lot. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we play a lot of video games. Right on. That's, I mean, who knew, right? That's really cool. I know, it's so funny. And now, I mean, he's across states as well. Mm. COVID's been so interesting because not being able to communicate, not being able to mm. chat. And sure. That's how we stay in touch. Yeah. Uh, you're not the first person I've heard say that. All right on. You said college drew you to Denver. Do you remember why you picked yeah. it here? You're, uh, you're going to laugh at this. I've never been a very big school person, but I had good grades. So mm. I, I already knew that like college was something that I just needed to get done, not something okay. that I really wanted. <laughs> oh, fair. All right. So basically applied to any school mm -hmm. that accepted the, I, I don't even remember what it's called now, but it was like a general application that worked. So you had to pay the one fee. It was like a hundred bucks. And then you could send it off to any school that, that worked in that general application. Like a shotgun approach, huh? Yeah. And I kind of did like any of those. And uh -huh. I ended up meeting through my dad's business partners had recommended this lady. And I talked with her for like six hours. And I, I can remember her face, but not her name, which is so mm -hmm. upsetting. But I spent like six hours with her. And she's a great mm -hmm. person to chat with. Great, great person. We just mm -hmm. talked about me and what I wanted and mm -hmm. what I was looking for. And I, I kept waiting like, hey, so when does this interview start? Like, I know that this is this you were recommended to help with schools. And she's like, oh, we're done. And so she traps up all this stuff. And she's like, OK, you're interested in this. These schools are good for these. But you have this sort of learning style and these schools match this learning style. And at the time, it was video game design was what I wanted to do. OK. And we dove into it and she's like, look, it doesn't really sound like you want to make the video games. It sounds like you mm. want to be a part of it. Mm. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. I don't I don't like coding very much, but I know how mm. to talk with developers. I was in a high school mm. club that had founded that mm. concept. So I knew like how to talk with developers and I knew how to talk with graphic artists, but I didn't like performing those. And she she's like, have you considered business? No. You know, I was a medical person's kid. Like, uh -huh. yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I knew about business was, oh, you're you're the reason business people are the reason the economy's in shambles. Is 2008 <laughs> just happened? Yeah, yeah. And that's literally all I knew. Like business people were bad people. And that's and I told her that, and she starts laughing, and she's like, well, though that example, the Wall Street people is not wrong. Like, <laughs> right. But no, like there, there's a lot more to that. And so mm -hmm. we ended up really diving in. And she's like, there's, you know, there's so much that happens even specifically with video games after they're made and yeah. you could manage the developers and you mm -hmm. can manage the marketing and the production. Mm -hmm. And there's wow. a lot that you can do there. And so we ended up isolating schools that fit mm -hmm. those categories. And one of those was Denver. They had a really great business school and mm -hmm. smaller class size. There were a couple of others, but I basically decided I want to live on the West Coast. Okay. instead of the east coast and then I, mm -hmm. I looked at the schools that gave me the best scholarships unfortunately that's really something you have to decide on for sure and denver got the pick and it was mm -hmm. i mean it was also just far enough away from where my parents were mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Where like I could drive, it's a 10 hour drive. Yeah. It's like if there's an emergency, I could drive back, mm-hmm. but it's too far to like, just want to go for a weekend. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew I needed out. I mean, out of I said mm-hmm. I graduated like 330 people, and I think only sure. about 20 of us left the state for school. Yeah. So I knew I needed out. I knew I needed to kind of see more and do my own. And so that's that's really how I picked Denver. I came down mm-hmm. for a tour with my mom. Mm-hmm. We did the campus tour. I talked to like two people, and I said, "Yeah, this is great. I'm gonna go here." <laughs> oh, right on. Nice. Uh, so really, I didn't put a ton of effort to deciding. I just really liked Denver, and I really wanted to get away. <laughs> All of those sound like good reasons. Yeah, when I was looking at schools, I was in Omaha, Nebraska, and everybody I knew either didn't go to college or went to the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. And I don't want to do that. I'm just going to go to some crappy state school in Missouri. That was two hours from home. And it was just far enough away, and I was like, great. And That's awesome. You never, you never, well, yeah. I mean, and it, it didn't, I didn't even finish there, but yeah, you never know how... Some of these things could be like laser guided, you know, precision focus. I want to do this. And then sometimes it's more of like a, well, take my chance, right? The, I, I totally agree. Yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, a lot of that went into picking Denver for the same mm-hmm. reason. Like, yeah, yeah. That, this sounds fun. Let's take yeah. a chance. <laughs> and I mean, you've you've probably gotten to see quite a bit of change here, too. I mean, it, it's like putting on its big city pants, as I like to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's been fun to watch. And I mean, I came here in 2010, so it mm-hmm. was already booming and now now even more so i there's a lot i'll drive through sections i'm like oh, i don't remember this being like this at all i don't recognize this area <laughs> and that was before legal weed too right i was yep mm-hmm. that was fun to be part of <laughs> oh i bet we grew up in the air force academy and they always wanted to be back in colorado so my dad retired they came here and i remember being home the year what was it 2015 2014 something like that do you remember no, I don't remember but, where. I, it might have been 14. But, I think I was before, still yeah, in school. I remember being home and I was watching like a news expose where they were doing like gotcha, you know, they were busting grow houses and dispensaries that were violating health codes. And they would film a bunch of guys just like licking joints shut in the back of the warehouse and stuff, oh. you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is going to be a rough ride here. You know, and Denver was picked to like lead the nation. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that just stood out to me. So school was a, a good experience for you then here? It was uh, in a lot of ways. I think it was really good. It was frustrating in a lot of other ways, too, because like I'm very fortunate and I had a very giving father. So yeah. I between scholarships and that, I didn't have to worry about a ton of student loans. But mm-hmm. there was a lot that I, I was getting really frustrated. And I think it's it's less on Denver and more on mm-hmm. like the system. But I still feel that like, you know, I, I feel bad for everyone that had to pay for, for DU mm-hmm. that still are paying for DU because I, I don't mm-hmm. feel like the schools give what they charge. I don't think it's worth what they of charge. Course, not right DU now, specifically yeah. does a mm-hmm. great job with oh, networking yeah? and introductions and sc- huh. and uh, scholarships and getting you into places. I think they do oh, a good. really good job with that. Right on. And I got that sense just based on that fellowship that we did. I know that was sort of a new partnership for the school, but it just felt like they were really interested in giving people that push and that, you know, that guidance. And I, if that's their philosophy there, I, I can really appreciate it, you know? Yeah. And they, I think they do a great job with that. But actual education was was tough. I mean, I, I have a memory I'll just share real quick that uh-huh. still infuriates me. But I go in and I was one of the few people that I knew that like went to DU for business school. Mm. A lot of people default into business school. I yeah, sure. <laughs> But I go in my end of my freshman year to talk with the head of the marketing department. Yeah. And I was like, hey, 
I want to know what drives people. Like, that's a really nice shirt you have. Why did you buy that shirt? Hmm. And how do you, does marketing, how does marketing turn that into um, a replicatable process? She's like, oh, that's really great. Actually, when you are taking a master's here, we've hmm. got a couple of classes that cover that. I was hmm. like, oh, like that's four years away. Like, what, can you tell me which classes I should be taking now? And she said, hmm. oh, it's not covered in undergrad. And I was like, okay. Of course, yeah. What should I be doing? Can uh -huh. you just give me my undergrad degree so I can get to the stuff yeah. that I need to be learning? <laughs> yeah. And she said, oh, well, you can just get a marketing minor, marketing degree undergrad, and then you could do that as, at your graduate school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is the wrong answer. You're telling me. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it. You told me I need to do four years of just BS mm -hmm. to get to something useful. Sure. Like, that's not... That's not how this should work. Mm. And I ran into a lot of problems like that where I was learning more from people and from self-teaching and mm -hmm. internships than I was in the actual classes. And mm. I think that was just infuriating. <laughs> but you finished your undergrad there? I got through it. Did and, you uh, go on to the master's then too? No, I, okay. I didn't want to give them money. <laughs> Fair. I actually, I said after that experience, that's, mm -hmm. that's how I got to what I did. I'm going to learn more in the real world than I can yeah. in school, yeah. quote unquote. And so I graduated with, I got 13 job offers. Okay. My senior year, I got my first one. And then after that, it was just like, you know, I might as well pick the one that I want. Yeah. And I chose the crappiest, lowest paying <laughs> job. And it was still one of the best jobs I've ever had. So I, I went to sure. work for a startup. Yeah. Who specialized in vacation rental at, at the time it was like sales, but it mm -hmm. was a uh, software is what we turned into. Okay. And I said, you know, I, I liked real estate mm -hmm. and I liked everything about it. But mm -hmm. what I wanted was a startup. I knew at a startup, you're going to learn everything because they said yeah. in the interview, they said, you know, I can't give you a straight job description because it's going to be different every single day. I was like, oh, wow. Perfect. Wow. So I picked that job and, and mm -hmm. it was, I mean, it was the lowest paying and it was yeah. <laughs> the hardest and I worked the most, but I learned so much and it worked mm. out great. I mean, I've been through yeah. two acquisitions. They gave me a lot of the freedom to do what I wanted to do and learn yeah. what I wanted to learn as long as it helped the company. And I, I worked mm. with some really great people. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a really good experience, but there's only one MBA program that I would consider and it's the executive MBA at DU. Mm. And one of the requirements is they won't let you in without at least 10 years work experience. And I think yeah. that was really, that's really yeah. big because I, yeah. I, you know, I learned so much in those 10 years mm. i want to be able to learn with and from people that have mm -hmm. also learned mm. or just i mean i meant yeah. to say that one startup just in those few years mm -hmm. i want to like have people having work experience not just going to school kind of thing right on would you say that your way of growing up helped you prepare you for that kind of a career or, I, or, or debilitated you towards that career? I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good question. I, I Specifically when it comes to moving, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that it helped or hurt specifically with moving, mm -hmm. but I think that like the wide range of people and things mm -hmm. that I was exposed to yeah. helped drive mm. and figure out what I wanted. I had the advantage going to school that mm -hmm. like I knew I wanted to do business mm. because I got good at making yeah. friends and like yeah. I liked mm -hmm. the sales approach and like mm. that's I mean I realize now like I had to sell myself especially mm. as you got older and you moved like sure. you got to be a good salesperson yeah. otherwise you're going to be friendless like <laughs> yeah and like that was a big driver so I think mm -hmm. I had a lot of experiences that helped make it easy to pick mm -hmm what I wanted or, or at least like know where to look to pick what I wanted. And then all of those experiences with people like that, mm. 
the diversity and the people that I met with mm-hmm. the places that we moved and, yeah. you know, that under the hood mm-hmm. uh, driver that we talked about earlier, all yeah. of that helped a lot. So I, I would say in my case, it helped enormously, but we've always been very open. And my family's always been very encouraging of like, go have big experiences or, you know, travel and, and mm-hmm. see different places. And like the world is not the town you're in. It's the world. And, and I think that helped a lot. Oh, that's so great because that, is in my next line of questioning. I mean, sounds like whether it was your family or the life that you guys lived, I mean, this uh, worldview that seems pretty expansive. And I mean, I think you just kind of put it, it's like if you had been in this little town in New Mexico all your life, I mean, the way you lived shifted you in, in a certain way to thinking about a bigger world. And is that something that you can look fondly on, you know, having yeah. that upbringing? Yeah. I mean, not only fondly, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's absolutely paramount. Like I, mm. it's given me the opinion mm-hmm. that is the biggest driver of. I mean, you could say a lot of things, but mm. open mindedness yeah. is going to be that, and that you have mm-hmm. to be like ex- exposure is the only way to get it. You have to. Yeah be able yeah. to see that there's more outside and give me mm-hmm. people outside of your comfort zone and mm-hmm. language and things like that. But it, it's sure. unfortunate, but it is pretty consistent that usually yeah. if you ever meet anyone who's mm. a little close-minded or, you know, we went through pretty rough political mm. turmoil yeah. and the people who feel very strongly with that tend mm. to be the people who haven't left and their worldview yeah. is very small and like they, yeah. you know, they've never left the country. So of course mm-hmm. they hate anyone outside of it. <laughs> sure. Um, and yeah. it's tough. And like, that's not, I mean, that's not yeah. what I wanted to get into. But no. I just mean yeah. that like, it's absolutely mm-hmm. correlation that if you can have that bigger view, you, mm-hmm. you're able to see a lot and understand a lot of different people. I, I always think about that in terms of just being grateful for that. I mean, I, it was hard as a kid. I didn't always enjoy it. But looking back on it, and yes, just being able to know that there are these types of people out in the world and have had so many different experiences that I, I, I'm so grateful to my parents these days even if i might have made them cry back in the day at some point myself you know same (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, but i mean it helped and it really does Mm -hmm. it shapes because even if even if you don't like it you still you know it exists (laughs) yeah yeah and that's the important bit like you understand that it's there yeah so it sounds like you kind of landed well on your feet after college and you planted here and but you did move around quite a bit yeah well and it's you know, this is a good full circle. It's interesting mm-hmm. because I really like Colorado. And even mm-hmm. after college, I, I wasn't keen to just like, I wasn't limiting to Colorado. I was actually mm-hmm. looking at moving to Austin or Portland. Okay. my brother's in Portland. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I might as well. And literally that was the reason. Like my brother's mm-hmm. in Portland. I know someone there. I could go, oh, I could go nice. move there. And that's when I, I ended up meeting my significant other and partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of the only reason I even stayed. <laughs> Oh, but we've both been yeah. yeah, but we've both been very open with leaving. Like I don't think mm-hmm. neither of us are we're tied to Colorado specifically, but okay. we really love Colorado. We have a lot mm-hmm. of people here. Yeah. And I think that because we know people here and like because we're used to this you know, that unknown thing, because she's in a similar spot as well. But because we're really used to this unknown thing, it's yeah. made 2020 so much mm-hmm. easier because we can sure. lean on that. Like we have the relationships mm. and we have the 
the known is yeah. home right now. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. flip flopped. Yeah, where we're able to deal with all of the unknown of I'm starting this new career as a realtor yeah. and a woodworker, and she mm-hmm. just started a brand new job, and we're mm-hmm. able to deal with that unknown because wow. we've already seen the unknown because of the moving around a lot and mm-hmm. other things. Like we already huh. have, you know, wow. we know we'll survive that wow. craziness. Because we wow. did, we already have. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, I'm glad you guys have landed on your feet and all this. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite go that far. But well, standing. I'm, like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking to me on a computer, so you, you know, you didn't have to that's sell true. it for food or anything. I guess is my take. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We're in a good but, spot. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. I mean, you know, and that's been a weird thing too, because I mean, my industry's been shuttered, right? And I've always done side jobs to be able to do that work. And so I've been able to be a, considered an essential worker as a courier driver during this time. And that's like how I made my money in this last year, you know, and nothing else. And so I know a lot of people that have not even had that opportunity, right? They're just, you know, have been scrambling. And, oh, man, I, I again, feel fortunate that I have figured these things out you know but so many people have had it pretty rough but it sounds like you're well on your way to real estate world are you still enjoying that yeah i'm I'm really excited so i am at the end of my classes i've almost gotten a brokerage picked out that i'm going to go with and i I already have a few potential clients it's just because i'm good at the people and good at the networking bit so i think it'll be a really great trip i just need to pass a test do one more test (laughs) i mean it's it's wild and then just all the just new construction everywhere. It's got to be, you, you seem to be walking into a, a market that's doing well despite everything right now. So, yeah, that's true. And it's it's kind of interesting because everything I'm reading is you know the supply is really low. Like it's not a great time to buy. It's a great time to sell. Sure. But it sounds like over the next three to five years, things have been before this pandemic. They were in motion. Mm-hmm. and are still moving towards really rectifying that. And it's going to make a really big difference. So I'm excited and I'm yeah. just excited to help people use my sales yeah. skills for good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you had mentioned wanting to hear a little bit about my past. Yeah. My adult moves have been, you know, college dorms, apartments, cross-country moves. But for the most part, it's been like, you know, from a dorm to, a, you know, off-campus apartment. So that was that was a handful of those. But when we were kids, I mean, we, I was born in New Mexico. We moved to England, Dayton, Ohio, Colorado Springs. We lived on the Air Force Academy for a while when I was a kid. And then we were out in Newport News, Virginia, ended up in Omaha, Nebraska, where my dad retired and I I graduated from high school. Since then, I went to school in Missouri for two years. I followed the, the woman that I eventually married down to Texas, finished my undergraduate down there, lived in Houston for a while with her. We moved to Chicago, and then I moved three or four times and for various reasons. Well, I went through a divorce back in Chicago. I promptly decided to go to grad school as a way to deal with that situation and mentally. So I did I did a three-year program at Northwestern and then couldn't get out of Chicago fast enough. So <laughs> I was there in a very big market in my field and a lot of work, and I moved here where it's kind of the opposite of that, but my family was here. And for the first time, in 20 years, it was important for me to be near my family because my parents were getting older and my sister was having kids. I've been like this weird black sheep on my own all this time. I need this now, you know? And so Denver became an important pull to me as a place to like plant for a little while. Now this definitely feels like home to me and my family's all decided to pick up 
and moved to Pagosa Springs. So both both wow. my sister and my parents this year have have made that move. And so now they're like, you should come down here. And I was like, I'm not there yet, you know, but yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So you, you were all over the place. And where in New Mexico? So Clovis, New Mexico. And I don't okay. even know, but it was a, a military base out in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, so like I said, it's been really interesting talking to people. I mean, no story has been the same. I'm delighted to say that there are some commonalities, but like there's no one path that gave this one perspective. I mean, people are all over the place and it, it has just made me so excited just to see that because it it is definitely something people are interested in. And I'm even reaching out to people that did grow up in like a one house until they were 20 or whatever as a contrast even. So that's fascinating to me to be able to talk about all this stuff. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting to see how people get shaped by their, mm-hmm. you know, their environment and their exposure and yeah. I think that does go both ways too. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I'm sure yeah, we're damaged sure. with how much we move too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. My sister and I, I mean, we we did this and I mean she kind of broke down crying in the middle of it and she was almost mourning not the life that we live, but she very much she and I have this thing where we don't have a lot of memories of our childhood and wished she knew more about herself then and us then and you know, so much of what we know is tied to what we've been told and both appreciate the life now but you know realizing now that we both kind of struggled in different ways and so yeah it's been pretty fascinating to talk about yeah that's yeah. fair well cool i'm gonna wrap it down here tell me a little bit more about the woodwork what kind of stuff do you do so i do uh, mostly smaller handmade and hand-turned items so i okay. sell a ton of wine stoppers i've got a lot of pens i've got two different sets of pens that i sell pretty consistently and i've done a few commissions but mostly gifts i mean if there's a mm-hmm. gift that you can get that's made out of wood i've probably made it or can make it i've done cutting board commissions i've i'm doing a charcuterie board right now i just got a laser engraver so we're making signs for mother's day a- anything that would make a good gift i think about 90 percent of my products get bought for gifts not for nice. personal use which is kind of an interesting stat <laughs> you just you have like an online presence currently or how does it work? Yeah, you? so you can find me at would you kindly. That's W O O D U Y O U kindly dot com. And I'm yeah. on I mean I'm on everywhere from there. It's a Shopify store. I'm on okay. Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, and then soon to be interest in Pinterest and eBay as well. Wow. I yeah. laugh a lot with my wood shop because I had been running and uh-huh. selling it for I think yeah. six months without a uh-huh. website, without yeah. I was just doing it uh, Facebook on my personal. Mm-hmm. And then one day I literally like I think I was washing the dishes and I was like, mm-hmm. would you kindly? And I told uh-huh. my, I don't uh-huh. think we we're married at that point. Actually, I told my yeah. fiance and she's like, uh-huh. oh my God, that's it. <laughs> so It's, it's, so in, it's in line with Colorado, you know, dog boarding places. And, you know, it's, it's very fitting. I think it's pretty great. Very clever. Yeah, well, and I don't know if you're, or if you a big gamer. Not since high school. Oh, high school then. Okay, so maybe yeah. actually no, Bioshock. I think that no, was way after me. High yeah. School. We would have yeah. missed it. But oh, there's yeah. a game called Bioshock and oh, yeah. a big reveal is at the end you find out that you've been brainwashed and the whole time he keeps saying like, "Would you kindly open the <laughs> oh. door? Would you kindly fetch this?" And you find out that like, "Would you kindly" is the trigger word to get you to involuntarily do something. And so I thought it was really fitting cuz some of the yeah. stuff that I've done, I've moved more into a little more artistic Mm-hmm. classy things but it started with cosplay and like video game stuff yeah and 
and I, that's why I, I fell in love with it. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's almost like a, you know, a band name origin story. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing I've been asking people to do, I, I'm getting people to think about their overall tally. And you said either 13 or 14 up to this point in your life. Does that sound about right with the moves? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hang on. Let me. I'm going to go silence. So okay. Add it. So, okay. Right on. Wait a minute. Did you say Australia? Sorry yeah. Yeah. I lived in in Melbourne for six months. Oh, nice. My sister did that through CSU. But yeah. Oh, sorry. nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm just bubbling through because I yeah. did Australia was six months, but 14 yeah. is my final tally. Okay. Right on. <laughs> How is this talking about your life like this? Uh, it's different, man. The pop yeah. culture podcast I'm on is, is you know, we talk about movies and TV, mm-hmm. not your personal stuff. So I, I think it was a nice little flashback. And yeah. I'm kind of surprised how open I got and like sharing some mm-hmm. of those stories. But it was nice. I liked it. Yeah. Somebody gave me a hard time. They're like, what are you, my, my therapist now? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, for this hour, sure. But I won't bill you or anything, you know. So yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate you taking the time. I will definitely look up some of your stuff. Awesome. All right, man. Well, take care. Good talking to you. All right. That was my interview with Nick Rizzi. Uh, really enjoyed talking to him. Have never met in person, but uh, just like the way he talks about things with a lot of passion. And he's one of those people that there's just a bit of sunshine that kind of lives in his voice. I've talked to him since, and he has taken a position with Keller Williams here in Denver. And he told me about a project he's kicking off with his wife in November. So best of luck to him on that and to both of them. I have included all the places you can find Nick with some links in the show notes below. Please check him out. He's a really interesting guy. All right. Well, thank you for listening once again. Please rate and review wherever you found this podcast. I'll be back next month with an interview from a fellow former theater person and horse enthusiast. All right. Thank you. This is a production of the Full Media.